And but are we go to our top story first. And I was bringing in John Kingston to talk about a 3PL managed to disconnect itself from liability after appealing a judgment where it was sued for brokering the load involved in the crash. And John comes in and talks with it. John, this is uh, kind of reminiscent, or not reminiscent, it is certainly linked, at least, to the C.H. Robinson case versus Miller earlier this year, where C.H. Robinson was deemed as part of the liability issue of there. This one goes in the opposite direction. Yeah, it goes in the opposite direction. I, I'd say that this is the fourth of four that I'm assuming the logistics industry, or, you know, especially the three PLs, are looking at. So in this case, it's a state case. It's in Illinois. And a lower court ruled against Alliance Shippers, which is a 3PL. They had hired a company called Dakota Lines. Apparently, they had a longstanding relation with Dakota Lines. And the Dakota Lines truck struck a 16-year-old who was on the side of the road, not really sure why. He, he and his father were out driving, not really sure why they got out of the car. But he was struck. He was not killed, but he had suffered severe industries, severe injuries. So the, um, the case is actually filed uh, by his mother uh, on behalf of him. And on a lower court, they, they, there was an $18 million judgment, and they held that Alliance was uh, re- partly responsible for that. Alliance took that on appeal. Just Alliance, not, not Dakota and the driver. The driver was also found liable. Alliance took that on appeal to the state appellate court, and in a unanimous decision, they won that they were not in control of Dakota, that Dakota was not an agent, and that was a very specific word that they used. Dakota was not an agent of Alliance, that it was a true arm's length independent contractor relationship, and Alliance was removed as being liable for this $18 million judgment. So let's kind of look at the the four cases. You had Robinson versus C.H. Miller, in which Robinson was held responsible for the actions of a driver and a a trucking company that it hired. I've forgotten the outcome here to to Miller. You've got the case known as Yee, uh, where the widow of a of a guy named Yi who was killed, um, he, he the the 3PL that she filed suit against was held not liable, and then you've got the Landstar case which involved a stolen tra- a stolen trailer. It's like almost this cloak and dagger story. As I'm, the headline on it was a guy named James, uh, that they were also held not liable. Now three of those cases the, first, the, the were on federal court, and the issue there was the um, the federal. Aviation Administration Authorization Act, the famous 4A, um, uh, and held that as a result of the F4A, you could not hold the companies liable. This is a state case, so it does involve F4, it does not involve the F4A issue, but you get the whole idea here. It's a it's a question of control, it's a question of liability, and this one came down on the side of the 3PL. So, John, it's interesting that at the state level that it comes down to this. Is there any chance now of the suing parties taking it up to a federal court level, knowing that they've got kind of a one in three shot, if you're going historically at the federal, uh, the F4A Act, potentially coming down in their favor? Well, I wasn't able to speak to any of the attorneys, so I'm going to say something right off the top of my head, which is, you know, not a particularly strong place to be. (laughs) I don't know who would appeal this. Um, As long as that $18 million judgment holds... Um, then the, the the plaintiff has no reason to, to carry on further. Okay, um, the the only thing you could see is that Dakota would file a suit against Alliance, saying that yeah they should be brought back in, so Dakota doesn't have to pay the whole thing, or their insurer doesn't have to pay the whole thing. But the, the, you know you've got Dakota executives who are already on record in, in testimony saying we were not their agent; it was an independent contractor, arm's length relationship. So what are they going to say in appeal? I don't really know what the basis is for an appeal here. I really, in, in, unless 
and, and I, I was not able to get a hold of the original decision. If the $18 million was doled out, you know, three, three, and three, first of all, you're not going to get $6 million out of the driver, okay? So um, if Alliance was responsible for, let's say, $6 million of it, and that goes away, then maybe, yes, um, the uh, the plaintiff files an appeal. But I'll tell you, this this decision was unanimous. It was a three-judge panel, and it was there was no ambiguity. They said, this company is not responsible, period, end. I don't know what the basis for an appeal is. So looking forward to some of those other cases, C.H. Robinson, I believe, if memory serves, was deemed liable in that particular accident uh, where he had a truck crossing the median and, and striking or not just a car crossing the median and striking a truck uh, there as well. But if you look at this particular case as it relates to those two, does, I mean, this could possibly give fodder for uh, those uh, brokers that were deemed liable to send this to a higher court to say, hey, look, this is, this is what, it, I mean, I believe you're quoting, uh, or they, just, they, they were quoted as saying, we did not have control of uh, the carrier. Therefore, we should not be liable in the first place. Right, but that would only be in Illinois. I mean, there's no there's no precedent that would extend out uh, out beyond the borders of the state. Let me say this: it's so so um, uh, Robinson versus Miller. What happened was they went to the Supreme Court. They lost uh, in the federal court, and they had gone to the Supreme Court seeking certiorari, and they were rejected for certiorari that same week that the court rejected AB five. Um, so that would have been June 2022. Since that time, you've had the Yee case and you've had the Landstar case, which both came down on the side of the three PLs not uh, being liable. So what the industry, what the, what the legal industry has been looking for to kind of challenge the precedent that it feels was set in Robinson, which they, they believe is a, is a devastating precedent to the three PL industry, they want another crack at it. They want the Supreme Court to take another possible review of it, even though they've already shot it down once. And their view, their, their view is that that the that the, the Yee case and the Landstar case, because they're in conflict with the uh, Robinson versus Miller, and they're all under the question of F4A preemption, that there may be a strong case for the Supreme Court to once again take it up. Now, I don't know of any movement toward that, um, but that they, they were pretty, the, the legal industry was pretty happy with the out, the legal industry that defends trucking companies and, and 3PLs was pretty happy with the outcome in Yee and Landstar, not just because the three PLs were held not liable, but because they felt the conflict with Robinson versus Miller provides another route to maybe a Supreme Court review. You're going to have to have a lawyer on here. I wasn't able to get a hold of any, uh, but I don't know where this would come into this because this is a state case. Well, to pick up the phone and call Matt Leffler, I'm sure that he'll have an opinion or two about this. Chicago, he could probably have that. Absolutely. But John, you mentioned that there's no true path, clear path forward for this to go back to the Supreme Court. What would it take? Would it take all these three cases coming back together to be brought up to that federal level? Or would it take someone else suing somebody else or an appeals process to get it there? Well, and, and I, I will I will tell you right now, I have not checked the docket on uh, Landstar and uh, Yee recently. But, you know, they, they would have to you know seek, seek a higher review and maybe make it up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court might say, look, we've got a precedent here set in Robinson. We've got a different precedent uh, set in the Yee and the a Landstar case. They're completely at odds. Maybe we have to take this up. It's going to be an interesting, interesting debate as we move forward here. John, thanks so much for joining us. Okay, thank you. And of course, you can find the details of that story up on FreightWaves.com from this morning. Right now, we're going to go over to the wall. We've got Tony Mulvey and Thomas Wasson here for our first carrier update this morning.